peace, family. It's your brother, Ben X, and we are live right now. And we're going to be talking about this coronavirus with my brother, Akili Muhammad. Uh, he is a brother who is uh, very vital and paramount to the nation of Islam when it comes to health. The videos that he's been doing, uh, he actually met with Dr. Sebi on a plane before, and maybe we can get him to share that. He's going to be a little bit behind today. He's traveling, going to his spot, but he will be joining us very shortly. So uh, if you guys can just give him a little time, he'll be on his way. But I want to open this up with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speaking about the the uh, Ebola virus, because this was another virus that came out a couple of years ago that everybody was afraid of. They said it was deadly. They said it was killing people. They said it was harming people. So I want to. Uh, open up with the minister and what he said about the Ebola virus and then that's going to segue into this coronavirus because uh, I spoke with the doctor and the doctor said man all these things are pretty much made up Uh, yes it's harming people but if we take care of our bodies we won't be a good host for those viruses to live in and that's the same thing that the honorable Elijah Muhammad said he said it's the food that we eat And the drinks that we drink that make our bodies prone to the illness that lives there. That's why he recommends the one meal a day. That's why he recommends the fasting. That's why he recommends eating the best of foods at the proper time. Because the creator has already created our body to fight off these things. But we must keep the body strong enough in order for it to do so. So um, let's get started with this coronavirus real quick. So I want to read off what... The coronavirus is not not the coronavirus. I'm talking about the Ebola. I'm sorry. Let's go to the Ebola here. As you can see, it says that Ebola is a rare but deadly virus that causes fever, body aches and diarrhea and sometimes bleeding inside and outside the body. As the virus spreads through the body, it damages the immune system and organs. Ultimately, it causes levels of blood clotting cells to drop. This leads to severe, uncontrollable bleeding. Now, this is what I want to bring up. I want to show you all something real quick. Let me show you what the minister said. Now, this now we finna go into vaccines. Now, we know that the enemy doesn't like us talking about vaccines. They're going to label it false. But we know that the head scientists of the CDC Dr. William Thompson, I think is his name, came out as a whistleblower of the head scientists of the CDC and talked about how these vaccines are affecting our children, causing autism. So let's go here. We're going to check out the minister, what the minister talked about the vaccines and when he was talking about uh, the Ebola virus. Check this out. Here we go. Listen to this. Let me know if y'all can hear it in the comment section. They are trying their best Can y'all hear to it? limit the people of the earth. Did you know that there was a policy in America? Can y'all hear it? A policy to depopulate the third world? How does that affect Jamaica? How does that affect the Caribbean, did you know that Henry Kissinger wrote the memo that became policy and they said they were going to use food as a weapon and they sent that policy to the Department of Agriculture, to the Department of Defense, to the Department of CIA Intelligence, so they're all in the world of the third world setting the third world up for internal strife and revolution and death now he's talking about the third world but let me tell you something for those who don't study the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan the minister says what we see happening afar will soon be at our door So he talked about them fighting us through the food. See, we run around here thinking that guns is going to get them. Now, we already know that ain't going to work because they make the guns. They got the biggest guns. They got the biggest weapons. They got they got drones. They got guns on that to shoot you. But I want y'all to be mindful that they can get us through the food. They can get us through the water. 
We must start to prepare now if we have the finances to do so. We got to start storing water in our homes just in case anything happened. We got to start storing, uh, uh, what's the word, unperishable foods in our homes just in case anything happened. Do y'all know? That if they cut off all of the highways, that food trucks can't come into our community. And what what are we going to eat? Y'all seen what happened during hurricanes when our people was fighting each other over water. What about when there's a water shortage? What about when there's a food shortage? So while we got this extra money, be careful going out buying Gucci belts. Going out buying things we don't need. We better stack up on food. We better stack up on water. So I just want to make that point to you guys because that's very important. Where does your food come from? Why does Jamaica owe billions of dollars for the importation of food when you could grow it yourself? But they grow it a thousand miles away and they cannot pick it after it is ripe. They have to pick it before it's ripe. Then they ripen it with chemical processes. Mm. Wax it. Color it. And you eating it because it looks good in the supermarket. Listen. And now you're dying of all these different cancers. Talk to me. They are killing us off. AIDS mm. is a biological weapon. Ebola is a biological weapon. I read recently, I don't know the truth, but it has been patented. If you can patent a virus, that means somebody made it. It ain't a natural thing. Hey, that's a fact. You can literally type in Google Ebola patent. You can literally type in the uh, Google cancer patent. You can literally type in Google coronavirus patent. Go do it. They have to depopulate the earth by two to three billion people. And you and I are in the crosshairs of the depopulation thrust of the policies of the American government. Where do your vaccines come from? If you're not getting them from Cuba, you need to look at them carefully. Please listen. You're vaccinating your children, but you don't know what's in the vial that they're putting in your children's arm. Come on. All of a sudden, they're suffering from autism. Yep. Go watch the movie called Vaxxed. That's what the minister is speaking about here. We're getting autism. These MMR shots is leading to autism. There are literally black women. That's on this documentary that's talking about my child came into this office. Good. He can talk. He can walk. But after they got this shot, now he has autism. And guess what? You can't even sue him. Look up the documentary called Vaxxed. V-A-X-X-E-D. This is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings is so important when he talks about do for self. This is why it's so important when he talks about separation. Why, Brother Ben? Because... The schools now is requiring you to get vaccines to go to my school. I think in New York, they've made it to where you can't even use the the religious uh, form. So if I'm not teaching my own children and I got to send my child to somebody else to be taught in order for them to be taught, they got to get this shot. Now, see what you see what I'm saying? This is why we got to have the structure together. This is why we got to be doing for self. This is why we got to unite. I don't care if we got to have the, the school at the church. If we, if we got to have the school at the mosque, we have to get our babies and protect them from what's going on. I'm, and I don't know how many of y'all in the comment section. Y'all can comment if you want to, though. 
How many of y'all only got the flu shot when you got the sh- when you got when you got the uh, I'm sorry. How many of y'all only got the flu when you got the flu shot? Press one. Now this is my personal testimony. I don't know about y'all. I ain't had the flu since I had the shot. But if you are one of the people who only had the flu when you got the flu shot, press one. Now, is that weird that that happens? I asked this before. A whole bunch of people said, man, me too, me too, me too. What is it about that? Something we got to look into. Then they tell you, no, no, no. There's, there's no connection between the vaccine and autism. Yeah, tell that to somebody else. That's right. See, this is the enemy. The same enemy that put smallpox in blankets to the Native Americans to kill them off. The same enemy. Mm that was involved in the Tuskegee experiment to fill black men with syphilis and give them the freedom to cohabit with black women. So, this is serious, family. This is serious. Don't go nowhere. I got another video for you I want to give you. Let me give you this one right here. This is of the minister as well. But before I go into the minister, I want to show you guys this from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. There go my brother, y'all. There he is. What's going on, brother? Assalamualaikum. How you doing, black man? Waalaikum salam. I'm just showing them videos of the minister right now. Uh, I'm about to read How to Eat to Live, where he's talking about the body. And then we're going to let you introduce yourself. So for those who are watching, this is the brother. Uh, you met with Dr. Sebi before as well, right? Yes, sir. I had a um, four-hour conversation with him yes. on a ride and then another two-and-a-half-hour conversation with him on the phone. Okay, so we're we going we gonna to get into all that, but uh, I want to read from How to Eat to Live real quick for you guys because this is very paramount, I believe. So if y'all can, cl- if y'all can see my screen here, it says fasting. It says fasting is a greater cure of our ills, both mentally and physically. Then all of the drugs of the earth combine into one bottle or into a billion bottles. Allah God and the person of Master Fra Muhammad has taught me that fasting and the right kind of foods are the cures to our ills. He has told me there is no cure in drugs and medicine and this the world is now learning. We can take medicine all of our lives until it kills us. But we are still ailing with same old diseases. So I'm about to go into now. I'm about to go into now the minister's video where the minister is talking about Ebola again. One second. Check this video out right here. See, I was going to Africa one day and I had to get a shot. And I asked the doctor, who was a friend of mine, before you give me that shot, Do you know what's in that vial that you're vaccinating me with? He said, yes, it's on the label. I ain't asked about the label. I asked you, did you know what was in that vial? His answer, no, I I really don't know. How could we let the former colonial and slave master bring in vaccines for our people and we don't have scientists or laboratories to look at this and test it to see if it is what is on the label. Now, I'm just, I may not get a chance in my lifetime to come back to Belize but I do love you and I want you to love yourself thank you and I will always love you as well now look I know this is not uh, easy for you to swallow but I have a little more to give you to swallow. 
I was in Zimbabwe. Have you heard of that country? Its president is Robert Mugabe. I was in the capital of Zimbabwe and they were telling me that 5,000 Zimbabweans are dying every week, 20,000 a month from AIDS. And the biggest industry in Harare, which is the capital, is the making of coffins. I was the guest of the Ministry of Health. Please listen. And my sister who was talking, she said, we are so happy that every child in Zimbabwe has been vaccinated. Every child. You trust your enemy too much. The enemy came to the native people in America, the Indians, and said in the winter, you all need blankets. We're going to supply blankets. But they put smallpox in the blankets, and when the Indians wrapped themselves in the blankets, they were wiped out. You're dealing with an enemy that is a murderer from the beginning and a liar. So says Jesus in the book of St. John. Look, man, mm. I know what I am talking about. See, they won't confront me. They talk about me, mm. but they won't confront me. Because the truth in the mouth of a man who is not afraid to give his life for his people makes him a dangerous man. Right now, there are AIDS and African genocide illegal wars look at president obama our brother we were so happy when he was elected president and he wasn't in office three months when they gave him the nobel peace prize and the man is bombing let me see how many countries he's bombing in yemen in Somalia, in Iraq, in Afghanistan. See, what you doing? Just sending drones. What is a drone? It's something that flies. No pilot, but somebody back in a room is guiding this drone and it's dropping bombs killing even American citizens that they say are enemy combatants. I wonder what they got for me. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market, and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week if you want to join the abs tribe go to www.whatisabstribe.com www.whatisabstribe.com
right now the president of the united states is given authority to assassinate american citizens all right family so that is the honorable minister louis farrakhan speaking about the coronavirus now we're going to have our brother come on for those who don't know who you are brother uh tell them who you are and, and a little bit about your background Yes, sir. Um, first of all, thank you for the platform. Um, I am a um, American trained, um, typically people say Western trained physician. I went to medical school at Meharry um, Medical College, did my training, which we call residency program down here in Houston at the um, Houston Medical Center, which is considered the best medical center in the world. Um, sometimes they say Mayo Clinic up in Cleveland is maybe one Houston and um, Cleveland, one-to-one. Um, -one. I don't say that from an egotistical perspective. I'm just um, letting you all know that I have been trained in what is considered the best uh, medical training areas in the country. And, um, you know, I, I started my own practice in um, 2003 um, and got very, um, I should say, frustrated and disenfranchised with prescribing and the things that I was um, basically um, fooled into thinking. And um, uh, I've met, I, I was with a um, lady one day and um, she had a bunch of medication and I was trying to explain to her what I was going to do to try to help her get off of some of that medication. And she fell asleep while I was talking to her, it made me pretty angry. And um, later on that day, when I went to the house, for some reason, I was compelled to read How to Eat to Live. I had read it two or three times prior, but now after seven years of practicing medicine, and you know, I've never been average at anything that I do. I always put my best, I, I have um, always studied. Um, as I went through medical school, there were people that I know of that were paying for tests. I know people that were having sex for grades. There was a lot of that going on in my medical school and every other medical school that doctors come from. And I refused to give in to that. It was tempting, but I, I refused to give in to that because I wanted to be able to, like today, to be able to come on a show like this or to be able to sit in front of my patients and explain things so that you can understand. It's not necessary for you all to know as much information as I, but I think sometimes we have to be able to explain things to the general public so that you're not fooled by some of the things that are going on in the media. So long story short, after I read How to Eat to Live, I started applying it to myself and started applying it to my patients. And I have seen just about every medical problem that most of you have heard of either completely solved, which we would say cured, or I've seen them majorly better. HIV, hepatitis, diabetes, high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, you name it, I've seen it improve through How to Eat to Live. And so I am a man that speaks through How to Eat to Live. I practice through How to Eat to Live. When somebody comes and starts talking to me about medicine, I'm looking through the lens of How to Eat to Live. I've read the book many times. I read it on a regular basis. And so in short, that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a traditionally trained doctor who has completely changed everything that he has done and is doing based on how to eat to live. And so now I consider myself a holistic doc doctor with a W holistic, because I'm trying to help people return to being whole where you don't have to re uh, rely on a prescription, a procedure, a surgery, or somebody else to tell you how to take care of your health. So again, thank you, brother Ben, for having uh, me on the show. I appreciate the platform and let's get at it. Whatever y'all need me for. All right. Uh, anybody who have a question, uh, I want you guys to start to comment some of the questions. If it's a long, if it's like a scenario, a situation that you would like to talk to him about, the number is at the bottom. But if it's a quick question, go ahead and comment it. But before we uh, get into all that, tell us a little bit about what is the coronavirus. The minister just spoke about before you came on with Ebola, how it has a patent on it. And if we know it got a patent, it means it's probably invented. So what is the coronavirus for those who don't know? Yes. Before I get into actually what a coronavirus is, let me just talk about a virus in general. Viruses are what cause the common cold, the flu, and a lot of other 
problems that some of you have heard of, like the Ebola virus, the, this now the coronavirus. You've heard of the swine flu virus a few years ago. A virus is a, a basically a parasite. It's very small. You can't see it with your naked eye. But in order for a virus to live, it has to find a cell and then it intrudes itself into your cell so that it can live off of the products and the systems that you have in your cell. That's different um, in reference to a bacteria because a bacteria has a lot of those abilities to function on its own. So that's the difference between a virus and a bacteria. But viruses attach to our cells they in, in introduce themselves into our cell and then they start to live. I just use a, a little analogy like if I didn't have um, a place to stay and I asked you to come into the door and you open the door, let me in. And I say, I don't have anywhere to stay. At some point, you're going to expect me to want to eat something. You're going to expect me to want to take a shower. So if we don't have any communication and you come and you see me in your refrigerator, you're probably going to say, okay, I can understand why he would go in my refrigerator. I can understand why he's in my bathroom. I can understand why he's in my shower. If something has come into a cell and it does things that you expect it to do, that's the way a typical virus works. And so the coronavirus is something that we have been knowing about forever. I studied that when I was in medical school. It's a class of diseases that usually infects animals. And most of the time, like high 90% of the time, it doesn't cross over into humans. So when something starts to change, like I have had the, the, the blessing and the benefit to be with Brother Ben X in person one time, and his son was with us. His son was very like standoffish to me at first, but after we spent a few hours together, then he started to play with me, right? But if I first met Brother Ben's son, I don't know all the intricacies and all the different emotions and all the different ways that his son would respond like he would, right? And so Brother Ben would watch his son in certain situations and he can sometimes predict, this is how my son's going to react to that. This is how my son is going to react to that person. This is how my son is going to react to a stranger. So it's very predictable, right? So the things that we know about coronavirus, we know how it's typically going to work. But if Brother Ben's son starts doing stuff and now he doesn't even understand, well, where did my son get that information from? How did my son learn how to do that? That's when you know some different information has come into your child. And, and when we look at coronavirus and the way they have said that this thing has done in China, we know that something is different. Something is majorly different about this virus than the way typical viruses work. So when you have a, a, a virus that you typically doesn't involve humans, how did it start on this path of infecting humans and then become so um, major and, and moving all over the world. There had to be something done to that virus that makes it different than it was before. And I've done quite a bit of research and I'm not the type of person that likes to come and make public statements about things until I get a chance to really do my research and know what I'm talking about. But I will just tell you all this. I have studied Ebola. I have studied swine flu and I've studied the regular flu for years and the things that have been happening over the last few years that last few decades are not normal it's not the normal way that these viruses work and as brother Ben mentioned Ebola is patented and when you go and you look at these viruses intricately and start studying the the what they call the the genetics of these things they are nothing like anything that happened in 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 normal um, nature. The HIV virus works in the opposite of nature. The Ebola virus is the first virus I've ever studied that has the ability to tamper your immune system. Most viruses don't bother your immune system. They attack you when you are weak, but they don't destroy your immune system. The Ebola virus, the swine flu virus, HIV, and now it seems like this coronavirus is very involved at depleting your immune system. So that has to be a man intervention there somewhere. And I can't prove this yet, but some of the research that I am doing is saying that there are some HIV strands in this coronavirus. That can't happen in nature. The only way that you can have strands of HIV in a coronavirus is that somebody in a laboratory 
was either experimenting with that or they were actually doing it in order to make the virus as effective as, as it is now in, in infecting people. Wow. So did I answer the question, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, can you see the question that's on the screen? Yes, sir. Okay, we're not going to get to that one right now, but uh, ne- I, I want to yes, talk about what are some uh, some preventative measures. Then we will get to that to that question. But what are some things that what what can they eat? What can they do to uh, I guess strengthen their immune system since it's attacking the immune system? What are some things that that we should be doing like right now, not waiting until we get it to go to the doctor? What can we start doing right now to prevent it? Wonderful question. And um, if you don't mind, brother, can I give my information so they can look at some of my videos? Absolutely. Okay, so I am the Ultimate Wellness Group on Facebook, the Ultimate Wellness Group on Instagram, and the Ultimate Wellness Group on Facebook, where you can find many videos where I go into depth of the things that you can do to improve your health. But to answer your question specifically, I'm going to show you what I'm doing right now to boost my immune system before I get on this flight that I'm about to head to in just a few minutes. And let me, let me firstly say that I don't support or get any money from any of these companies. I'm just showing you what I do. So um, one of the things at the that's bo- very Is that spelled correctly? Can you see it scrolling at the bottom now? Is that spelled correctly? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. So this is Celtic sea salt. A lot of you may in your homes have salt with a little girl with an umbrella. That is root salt. There's nothing um, good as far as nutritional value in it. This again, I don't get any money from this company. I think your hand, your hand is your hand is over the mic. We're hearing like some some feedback. I think is is brushing on something. Okay. Okay. That better. Yeah, that, yeah, that's better. Okay. So Celtic sea salt from my um, research has the highest level of nutrients. And when I say nutrients, I'm talking about all of the things on a periodic table. All of that is necessary in your human body in order for you to function correctly. So when people tell you that salt is not good for you, they're not telling the truth. Bad salt, like the one with the girl with the umbrella on it, that is bad for you. But this right here is good for you. So what did I do today? It's uh, brushing up again. I, I can hear the static again. Okay. Is that better? Yes, sir. Okay. And so what I did was take a teaspoon of that salt and I put it in my water. I shook it up. You can see how this water is a little more cloudy than this one. Mm-hmm. Hope you all can see that, right? So I'm going to drink this one to get my, my nutrients from my salt. And then I'm going to drink this to make sure that I dilute it enough so that it benefits my body. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing. This is called hydration. Hydration is different than drinking water. Hydration, if you look up the definition, it says water with other things. And so this is water with nutrients. And then I'm going to follow it up with water, which is going to give me the nutrients that it takes to boost my, my immune system, so to hydrate me, okay? The second thing is I want you all to understand that when you study the human body and when you study nature, there is nothing that benefits you better than what God gives you. Now, what do I mean by that? A lot of you hear these things like take a, a large amount of vitamin C or take this type of tablet or take emergency or these type of things. Let me be very clear with you all. In order to make it through the times that we are in now where we have these type of threats, you should be doing something every day to boost your immune system. It takes vitamin D to have a good immune system. It takes vitamin C to have a good immune system. It takes good amounts of calcium. But your, your fat, your sugar, And your proteins or the amino acids that we get from proteins have to be well in your body as well. So the thought process that we should go through is that every day we should be doing something to benefit our immune system. That means getting outside and getting some sunshine. That means hydrating and drinking enough water. That means getting enough rest, eating the right type of foods like Brother Ben just mentioned how to eat to live. That's the foundation of what I do. I've been practicing medicine 25 years now. I've had the flu once. I've never taken the flu virus. In the last 17 years of my life, I have never been sick. Not a cold, not a flu, nothing. And understand that I'm around sick people on a regular basis. People get sick, they come to me. So again, this is not a pat on my back. This is a pat on 
the reality of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us and how to eat to live. I follow that almost to a T. I do just deviate sometimes, but on an everyday, regular basis, I follow to a T. And I have now been practicing one meal every other day for the last four years. So it is proof to me that he knows what he's talking about because I've never been sick, not once. And nor do I have any of the medical problems that supposedly run in my family. They eat their way. I eat my way. I'm not sick. And the ones that continue to eat in my traditional family way, they are sick. So it's a daily process. And because of this show is not the one for me to go in depth. If you all go to my Facebook or my, or my YouTube channel, there are plenty of videos where I talk about boosting your immune system and being able to prepare yourself to solve disease. Yes, sir. Before we get to the next question, we talked about, or well, I read the, the article of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the proper foods. Can you give us like maybe two to three foods that we should be eating or possibly storing in our, in our homes um, in, in case of danger or, or in case of this, uh, this virus be, uh, coming to our city or our state? Yes, excellent question. The first one that I would say is make sure you have navy beans. Navy beans, the navy bean is the only bean that I know of that has been studied, and its makeup is very similar to the human body. So when you take a navy bean and you break it down into fat, the protein, and the sugar that's in it, very almost exactly the same way that the human body is broken down. So that would be my first because that gives you so much nutrition. It's almost a complete food. You could live for a very long time on navy beans just by itself. The second thing that I would say to store in your house would be the types of fruits that you can dehydrate because when you dehydrate a fruit, it does have less nutrients than it's coming off of the plant or coming from its source. But fruit, fruits as a class of food is probably one of the best things that we can put in our body, which boosts our immune system, which helps us fight things and also are antioxidants. So an antioxidant, for those of you who have ever eaten an apple or ever eaten a banana, right? You buy the apple or you take the skin off a banana, those two fruits start to do what? Turn brown. That is the oxidation process in nature. It's happening in our bodies every day. And so, yes, a, a, a banana or an apple will turn brown, but you start seeing wrinkles in your eyes or you start seeing things looking a little different than you used to look when you look at pictures of yourself when you were younger. And so fruit as a class of food can help decrease that aging process as antioxidants are very high in those. And then I would say the last thing that would be important for you to store in your house would be vegetables that can last longer than the typical foods that spoil quickly, right? Like broccoli, cauliflower, um, onions are always good, garlic, those type of things will last a little longer than fruits that will. And that's why I say when you're storing foods, you should dehydrate fruits because you can store them and they can last a lot longer than they are when they're fresh. Because typically a fruit is going to spoil within a couple of days when you take it off of its source of nature. Be the, the main things, and of course, you can never have too much water stored. It's always important, you all. You got to remember, our bodies are 75% water. And so when I'm talking about foods and I'm talking about nutrients and all these type of things, it's always good to have that. But if you don't have enough water in your body, nothing is functioning at its capacity that it should, especially the brain. The human body is 75% water, but the brain is 80. So remember those things. Yes, sir. Thank you. So let's get into the first question. What can I do to safely get off these meds for diabetes, heart disease? I don't know what that word is. Uh, and arthritis. COPD is um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. It's a new word that we use for things like emphysema, asthma, any other problems that people get when they, they have problems breathing um, from an inflammatory perspective. So what I would say, Ms. Howard, is that um, I, I think you can get the, off of the medications off of all of those because, as I said, when I first started, once I started using How to Eat to Live as the foundation of what I do, I've seen people solve every problem that you have there. Um, the honest truth is that you would have to reach out to me because I don't know enough about you to specifically answer your question. But diabetes, heart disease, COPD, and arthritis, I have seen many, many, many people heal from. They don't take the medications for the problems anymore, and nor do they consider themselves having these problems anymore. Uh, but it takes time. It takes understanding. It takes me to look at what, 
problem you have, how long you've had it, what medications you take, how many medications you take, what status your disease processes are, and then we can go in a process of starting to help you get to a place where you start to do the things that it takes, which always means hard work, dedication, and a diligence, but it's definitely possible depending on your efforts. Um, for those who are wondering who he is, where you can find him in those videos, uh, you can go to the ultimate wellness group on Facebook and you can go to the ultimate wellness group on YouTube as well. Um, the, the brother said apple cider. Does it actually help? Absolutely. You know, um, apples are one of the most nutritious foods that we have. And of course there are some foods where the nutritional value of the food will actually improve as you let it ferment, right? So apple cider vinegar is a process of fermentation. And so there are nutrients in apples that continue to benefit themselves and get better and produce and grow in their ability to help us. And so apple cider vinegar is one of those type of um, products that is actually very good for you. Very, very beneficial to the body. I'm sure most of us, especially black folks, come up in families where people are drinking apple cider vinegar and eat garlic and all these natural things to try to help improve themselves and improve high blood pressure is what I hear people talk about the most. But I would say in general, apple cider vinegar is definitely something good. I actually um, had some this morning mixed with some honey, water, um, apple cider vinegar and honey. So he asked, did you ever take medication and can this supplement? Oh, can this, I guess, substitute that by uh, supplant that by ingesting apple cider on a daily basis with water? Okay, well, the answer to your first question is no, I have never taken medications. Um, I've always, even as a young person, came up in a household where my parents were different than the average. They always were trying to instill in us. Um, you know, things to take care of our health. So no, I've never had a diagnosed medical problem. I've never taken any medications. The, um, the actual answer to your question is that I think apple cider vinegar is always going to benefit and boost the body. But as I said before, to specifically say what it will do for somebody is something that I couldn't address because I don't know enough about any individual person, nor what their daily habits are to be able to say that. But if you are trying to instill in your life some things that are going to benefit your health, using apple cider vinegar either for a tonic or using it while you cook in the foods that you cook is definitely going to add some benefits to you. Um, what about sea moss? I hear a lot of people talking about the sea moss now. What's your, what's your thoughts on sea moss? Well, sea moss is, is actually very good. Sea moss is um, a product that comes from algae. And of course, that's something that Dr. Sabi has made very popular. The reason why it is beneficial is basically on the same premise that I just finished talking about, about what I do on my water, right? Celtic sea salt is something that comes from either this, mostly the sea, right? But you can also get it out of the ocean. So we're really talking about remineralizing the body. When you do products that come from algae, that's what you're doing. You are ingesting a product that is introducing a lot of nutrients to your body. So I have nothing but good things to say about CMOS. I think it's very beneficial to the body. I just am not the type of person that promotes or pushes supplements or herbs or anything like that. I try to get people to go to the food. So this is not a knock on anything about Dr. Savy or CMOS. It's just this brother that you're listening to today pre prefers to follow how to eat to live, meaning that when I help people and I put plans together for people. And when I discuss the things that I've seen benefit people the most, it's been the food. And so that's why I do sea salt rather than actually using another product. So many people ask me, brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50 K to two one zero five zero four four zero nine four and we'll give you more information with free game and we'll let you guys know how we made a hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two days text the word 50k to two one zero five zero four four zero nine four we'll give you updates notifications and let you guys know how 
We made 130000 in two days. Peace. She says, what about weight loss? I'm on insulin and I can't seem to lose weight. Right. Well, that is a process of um, how you are being treated. See, the, the insulin, when we produce insulin in our own bodies, it is a promoter of storage or weight gain. And so when a person is eating the type of foods and has been eating the type of foods for many, many, many years that has caused you to become overweight, and now your body is in the dysfunction stage of producing diabetes, the answer that the medical industry has is to give you insulin or other types of medications that actually promote weight gain. So how could you ever solve the problem? So uh, if you can, reach out to me. And um, I, I am absolutely sure that we can put something together that will help you. I don't want to promote myself as any magical thing. No. That's why I keep using the word diligence and dedication, because I am never going to try to act as if there's something great about me. No, there's something great about the information that I was introduced to. And when people work hard on their health, you will get everything that your blood, sweat and tears will offer you. Tell us about uh, black sea oil. What is black sea oil? And uh, is it good for our immune system as well? Yes, well, I've done a lot of research about black seed oil over the years, and black seed oil is very beneficial to the human body. My contention with the idea of a person in America using black seed oil is that most black seed oil is made in the eastern part of the world, Afghanistan, India, those parts of the world. Black seed, of course, as I said, has a lot of nutritional value. But the thing that you all have to start to consider within your own mind and your own reality is if I take a black seed off of a black seed plant in Afghanistan, how long is it going to take to get to the processing plant to press it and get the oil out of it and then put into a whatever um, carrying you know, a, a bottle or a, a canister and then get to a place where they're now going to put it in the canister that's going to wind up in your store and then it has to travel and then it has to be put on the shelf and then you go to buy it. How much nutritional value, how much ability will that black seed oil still have to benefit your body? And then when you buy something that is black seed oil and you believe that it's going to do something for you, how much of the benefit that you're getting is coming from the power of your mind? So again, this is not the Anything to say anything negative against black seed oil, I think black seed oil is a wonderful thing. I just don't know <clears throat> how much your black seed oil, depending on where you get it from and how long it took to get to you, how much does it have in it to really give your body the benefits that you believe it's going to give you. If you stick with the things that are in your region of the country, for instance, if you're from California or you're from Texas or you're from Florida, or Nebraska, there are different foods that become endemic to your area because of what grows in that area and then what you import or export out of that area. So what is it that you can have that much confidence in the area of the country that you live? You live. That's where we have to get our minds to because what grows in your region of the world, your region of the country, is what's going to benefit you the most because that's the environment that you're in every day. So it's just kind of a philosophy, I think, that we all should take. Yes, there are a lot of things out there. But the most important thing that I think is that a person who thinks that there's some superfood that's coming from another part of the world, you're missing the point on how beautiful the God is that we serve. Because he doesn't just put something in another part of the world, in another country, in the Amazon jungle. He puts things right in your environment that are the best to support you in every way that you need. Um, I heard you speak about your own, you said once every other day. Yes, sir. How long have you been doing that? I started that, um, what's this, 2020? I started that, um, two weeks before Ramadan 2016. How have you saw your, um, uh, how have your body changed? What, what differences have you noticed after, uh, doing the one, uh, one meal every other day? Yes, excellent question. Firstly, I would say that the reason that I decided to go from one meal a day to one meal every other day is because I felt like I was still carrying too much weight with one meal every day. And so when I went to one meal every other day, 
about the first two or three weeks, I really didn't see that much of a change. But then I started to see myself started to thin out. I'm a, I'm a type of person where I work out in the middle of the day. You know, I don't, I don't work out in a, inside and I don't work out when it's cool. I work out like when it's 80, 90, 100 degrees here in Houston, Texas. And because I like to really sweat and get the toxins out of me during my workouts. And so I kept that um, workout pattern. So on the days that I eat, I would work out the next day, right? Because the fasting day, I, I may not have as much energy on the next day. So I would work out on those days and I found my energy went up. My body thinned out the way that I wanted to do. I was more sharp mentally. It was just so many different things, just like, you know, some injuries that I had from sports back in the day, they got a lot better with one meal a day. But when I went to one meal every other day, just about every solitary complaint that I had was gone within about two or three months. Mm. My dad asked about uh, ginger root. What is ginger root and, and, how, and is that helpful for us? And if so, how? Yes, I think ginger root is actually a, a wonderful food. Um, there is a substance in ginger and, you know, there's something in, like I just finished saying, there's no such thing as a superfood, but there are these beautiful phytonutrients. Phyto meaning plant. Nutrients are what we get to help us live and help us flourish, right? So there's a substance in ginger called gingerols, and there are different types of them. And they go in the body and they do so much to benefit inflammation and to help things in the body heal. My wife, every time she makes beans, bean soup, she puts ginger in it for the benefits that I just mentioned, but also it helps with gas. Ginger is very beneficial to the GI system. And what we are learning, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it in the 30s and the 40s, but what we are learning more and more in science is that the GI system and the brain are completely tied together. Some of the neurotransmitters are made in the, in the GI system just like they're made in the brain. So these two systems are completely tied. And so ginger is good for so many things, anti-inflammation, helping to settle the GI system when people are nauseated. I use ginger. I do ginger on a regular basis. Like today, I'm getting ready to fly from Houston to California. I think my immune system is absolutely perfect because I work on it every day. But I drank ginger, lemon, and honey tea the last two days. And like I said, I had... Um, apple cider vinegar and honey this morning just to help boost my immune system. But typically I will do ginger and turmeric, which are both very similar in the benefits that they give to the body. So yeah, put as much ginger in your food as possible. It's always going to help boost you. I've heard people recommend soursop for those who have cancer. What's the deal with that? Well, again, you know, that's one of those foods, soursop. It comes from uh, the motherland. Um, I don't call it Africa because Africanus was a man that put his name on the motherland. But at the end of the day, it's a food that has been studied. It has very um, good benefits for boosting our immune system. There is a, a process in our human bodies called apoptosis. It is when a cell commits suicide, basically, because it doesn't function for the best aspect of a human body. And from my research, soursop has the ability to make all negative cells in the human body and all abnormal cells actually commit suicide. Mm. Again, this is coming from another country, so I would say sour soap is con considered a fruit. And so if you take a sour soap off of a plant, like you do an avocado, like you do an apple, like you do an orange, or like you do any of the berries, the nutritional value is what it is when you pick it, but it starts on the process of deterioration. Everything rots. Everything spoils. So when you take a, a piece of fruit off of a plant and it's ripe, there's a very short window in between being ripe and starting to spoil. And once food starts to spoil, it doesn't serve you in the same way. It is now transitioning into serving the soil to help something else grow. Mm. So I don't have anything negative to say about sour soap, but I would tell you, that if you trust the food that comes from the region of the country where you live, it's going to do you just as good as sour soap. It's just that we're, we're, we are, I believe, we're being inundated with information from a so-called alternative or holistic, people that spell it with an H, these alternative medicine systems 
to me, sometimes they're just as detrimental as the medical industry because they're always trying to sell you an idea or sell you a product. We have to trust in God. Why would God make something in South America in and the, in the Amazon jungles or somewhere in the motherland that would be a superfood for you and you can't get that in the region of the world that you live in? Mm. We don't serve that type of God. Food serves the purpose that it serves for you. You have to understand, learn, and grow how to choose the right foods. And he says that multiple times not eat to live. The best of foods. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to learn. And that's what I believe is my passion and what I teach on a regular basis, how to produce the correct foods. I'm not the best cook, so my wife and other people can help you understand how to prepare the ones that need to be cooked. But at the end of the day, we have to have just as much confidence in that strawberry or that orange or that peach or that grapefruit that we can get right here in the region of the world that we live in. It has just as much ability to do your body good. And I'm not just talking to you all. I have said on many of my programs, I'm not concerned about any medical problems. I'm not concerned about coronavirus, HIV, Ebola, or anything else. Because when you live like I'm talking, every time you sit down at your plate, you should be telling yourself what this food is going to do for you. Every time you eat a piece of fruit, you should be saying what this is going to go inside your body and do. And when you live that way, you're not even open to disease, let alone something like cancer that takes time to produce. Absolutely. Uh, Nasir, Walaikum Salam, we've already touched on Black Sea Oil, so just watch the replay. Uh, I don't want to hold you too long, so my last question is going to be about fruits and vegetables. Yes, we should eat the fruits and vegetables. What should we be doing about, you know, them uh, 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 with the GMO? You know, how do we how do we handle fruits being fake? Uh, you know, uh, how do we handle this situation when we don't know if they sprayed it? How do we get how, how do we tackle that? Yes. Excellent question. I always tell people I use the example of a Bentley. Right. Most of us know what a Bentley is. Most of us would probably like a Bentley. But I don't know very many people that have a Bentley that wouldn't go to the best gas station and put the highest premium fuel in their car. And so every single one of us have to make the same commitment if we plan on being healthy and make it and longevity life, right? So it is not possible in my personal viewpoint after many years of evaluation and study and research of the food that we are being inundated with that you can live the hot type of health that you want without eating organic food. It's unfortunate that we have to say that, but there are many, many studies that show that pesticides, herbicides, and GMO foods and chemical fertilizers will eventually cause you major medical problems and potentially cancer. So I always tell people, you can't walk into Whole Foods and Sprouts and Trader Joe's and just believe that everything in that store is good for you. That is a very inappropriate perspective. You have to know how to choose the right foods. You have to know how to determine whether a food makes sense or not. Like eating a seedless watermelon. How does that make sense to a person who really puts God first and then plans to eat based on what God made? How is a seedless grape, how does that fit into your repertoire of eating? See, these are some of the basic ideas that we have to start to understand. And then what we may all need to do is start coming away from grocery stores and start going to food co-ops. And when you go to food co-ops, you can do your own research on the farmer or the farm where this food is coming from. It's very easy to do, but you have to have the basic knowledge first. So I would say that every person has to understand, firstly, how to go into the store, look at the codes, and di differentiate what is a, a GMO food based on a code, what is a food that has pesticides and herbicides based on a code, and which ones are organic. And so the word organic is supposed to represent a food that has had no, or a farm, the farmland, the soil, has had no pesticides, no herbicides, no chemical fertilizers in the minimum three years prior to that food being put into the grocery store. And it's supposed to eliminate GMO foods at all. And so, again, you know, I, I've done plenty posts on this, the Ultimate Wellness Group. I'm also on Instagram, and I did something just a couple of weeks ago about how to differentiate those numbers when you go into the grocery store. So please use my platforms, do some research, ask your questions, and let's continue to improve our health. And, and the last thing that I will say 
if you start working on your health and you do the things that I'm discussing today, you will get to a point like I, where you're not concerned about disease, whether it's a medical problem that supposedly runs in your family, whether it is a, a infectious disease that is spreading around the world, or whether it is long-term concerns about cancer, you can do things every day to make sure that you don't have to fall into the detrimental mind state of being worried and the fear and what it produces when you think that way. Brother, do you take, uh, do you take clients? Uh, how, how can people uh, get in contact with you? I know they can go to the Facebook group, but if they're in your area. I can't hear you, Brother Ben. Uh, hold on one second. Can you hear me now? You still can't hear me? <coughs> hmm. You still can't hear me? Uh, what about now? Hmm. All right. Well, can y'all hear me in the comment section? Let me know if y'all can hear me in the comment section uh, on Facebook. All right, can you see that? I don't know if he got can you, can you see that? Yes. Okay. All right, fam. Uh, I don't know I, I I don't know if you all can hear me, but I do take clients and you can either um, okay, you can go um, to me through the through those sites, or you can give me a call at 832-429-4576. Again, that's 832-429-4576. My website is theultimatewellnessgroup.com. I'm actually um, revamping the whole thing, but you still can go to my website and get to all of my um, social media sites. So uh, thank you again, Brother Ben, and uh, I pray that I gave you all some information some news that you can use to benefit your health and to boost your confidence in this world that we live in. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Benix. I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. All right. Man, that was a, that was an amazing interview, man. I hope y'all uh, really tap into that and uh, rewatch this. I want to end off with something real quick here from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan about the one mill a day. Let me see if I'm trying to find it. I know I posted it on my Facebook uh, for those who want to become his client or learn more, just go to his page. He has a lot of information on there about what foods we can eat. Uh, and make sure you go get that info. One second. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, here it is right here. I want to show you guys this the from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, real quick. Don't go nowhere yet, family. Don't go nowhere yet. I'm finna get it. Boom. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Let's play this. Now, the messenger says the foolish idea of eating three or four times a day and all between meals is like the poisonous swine who never has any regular eating habit. Eating three meals a day is the best way to die. In fact, when I told you earlier that when the long livers want to die, they start eating three meals a day. When they want to end their life, they start eating three meals a day. What is your first meal called? Breakfast. Look at the two words. Break fast. Break fast. Then brunch and lunch. <laughs> and munch a bunch <laughs> then dinner and light snack before bed your stomach is so active the honorable Elijah Muhammad says you eat till you wear your intestines wear the lining of your stomach out do you realize that to digest a meal there is a secretion 
a very powerful um, juices in the stomach. I mean, they are so powerful that if you inhale even the gases from that, you will die. Could kill you. The acids in the stomach are so powerful when they are oxidizing the food, burning the food, helping the food to digest in there, turning it into liquid. When you put things in the stomach that are hard on the digestion, then the juices that, you know, it's like uh, you go into a furnace and you see uh, fire coming out from jets. Well, you have something like that in the stomach, only it secretes these um, juices that begin working to burn up the food. The more you eat, you begin to wear away the inner lining of your stomach. And once that is worn away, death comes quickly. He said the way you and I eat, we would wear out the lining of the stomach of a brass monkey. And that's why you don't live long. The stomach is a muscle. It must get rest. So when you eat, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says to his followers, every one of us who want to get the benefit of his teaching, we must say and do one meal a day. You got to just make up your mind. What? Yes, you live. Try it. One meal a day. Don't break the fast in the morning. When you get up in the morning, a little tea, a little coffee. Oh, we don't eat coffee. Coffee is bad for you. If you drink coffee the way Master Farad Muhammad guides you, there is nothing that he taught that is bad. And I'm telling you that the best Noah, not no half-baked doctor, the best Noah taught us how to eat to live. So I'm telling you, don't mix him up with these quacks and half-knowing doctors. Let me tell you something about doctors. They live just as long as their patients. You ain't got a doctor that lived long. In fact, the doctors today are bigger junkies and alcoholics and cocaine users because they can't handle the stress of their own profession. If the doctor tell you eat three meals a day, say, no, thank you, doctor. I think you ought to follow Muhammad and eat one meal a day. So there it is, family. I thank you all for tuning in. For those who don't know, this is the Brother Ben X podcast. You can actually go back and listen to the audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you would like to donate, you can donate to my platforms on Cash App, Cash App, Dollar Sign, Brother Ben X. And I'm going to dedicate myself to continue to bring you guys knowledge, wisdom, understanding, news that you can use. Not just, you know, covering current events, not just blowing hot air, but I want to bring on people and information that will make you self-reflect. Because we know self-improvement, self-improvement is the basis for community development. So, y'all, please go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, and make sure that you guys subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>